ranching. Ranching in Montana and South Dakota. Please join us in listening to the remarkable story from the life and times of Michael Butler. In this podcast series, you'll be hearing stories from the primary themes of Michael Butler's life and memoirs. Politics, polo, theater, and love. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side. Franco Butler, my grandfather, better known as Gramps, got uh, the butlers into the ranching business. Uh, It started in sort of an interesting way. He and a couple of other Chicago tycoons, names such as Marshall Field, and I gather Grover Cleveland was either president or after his presidency. Uh, They decided that they wanted to go to the Black Hills and build a spa like Baden-Baden or Wiesbaden or one of the great European spas. And the town of Hot Springs, uh, which was just on the south side of the Black Hills, they had a terrific plunge, a hot water plunge called the Evans Plunge, which I used to swim in when I would go there. It also had a great slide that one could get on and slide down into the water. These tycoons finally decided, well, we'll go and pick up the Evans uh, water of spring and so forth and so on. And lo and behold, the Evans said, we are not interested in selling. So everybody dropped out of the project except grandfather. Gramps decided that he was going to go ahead and do something, and so he picked up, and I gather, pretty good prices, a lot of the interests that these other gentlemen had laid out money for, and he wound up with a ranch uh, with a a beautiful home on the uh, bluff overlooking the town, which had a guest house and greenhouses and all sorts of attractive aspects. Uh, The ranch was out by, not too far from the Wind Cave uh, National Park and very close to the Native American, or what was called in those days, the Indian reservations. The principal business of the ranch was cattle and horses for the remount. The remount was the purchasing side uh, for the United States Cavalry. And these horses had to be thoroughbreds, uh, and so he bred them and sold both. A lot of the cattle were shipped into Oak Brook, and where they were close to the slaughterhouses of the stockyards, and where they were fattened on corn uh, before being shipped. The polo ponies, or I should say the remount horses, a lot of them became polo ponies because Gramps became addicted to cowboy polo, which they would play in the infield of the racetrack. We would go 
out quite often to the ranches during the summer, and it was, the trip was usually made in a car caravan. 16-cylinder Cadillacs were in the, the demand those days. The only exception was at one time my maternal grandmother, the Countess Filipponi at that time, decided to go in a Rolls-Royce and uh, the driver, Magnus, I'll never forget him, was had a purple uniform with black puttees. The main aspect of the, this trip was a special aero car trailer which had uh, gray leather sides and an aluminum top uh, was pulled by a special Ford Roadster. The adults would frequently be sitting in the trailer in, uh, in a table uh, where they could play cards as their drivers drove the automobiles following along. I love the trailer. I used to spend my time with my head in the lap of the chauffeur and my feet sticking out the windows. Not his window, the passenger windows. So I would have a very good time uh, with the wind going through and just enjoying the whole aspect. Uh, we would spend time in South Dakota visiting Gramps and Fanny, my grandmother, and uh, it would be fine, but we would then go on, and uh, usually to Montana with father. At this time, mother and father were in the process of getting a divorce, and uh, the uh, father would take us to the 7-Eleven ranch in Montana in the Bozeman Valley. It was named after the ranch in South Dakota. There was also the B Bar K, and over in the Madison Valley was the Rising Sun Ranch and the Seven Up. Also, Wolf Creek was another ranch that was owned by the family. This was used usually for summer pasture and was very plentiful. Our favorite uh, ranch was the uh, 7 Bar 11. It had the uh, log cabins, uh, which were really attractive, usually one with two bedrooms to each cabin. Uh, a fascinating sight is that they had sod roofs with grass growing out of them. Uh, these cabins and particularly the main living one, uh, were full of Native American antiques. And the way we brutalized and treated those antiques is really a sin. I would do anything to have any of them back again. But we either threw them away or played with them or tore them up. Did all sorts of things that children do, and it was a big problem. I went one time with my father across the mountains, the Hellgrade Range, which was between the Bozeman and Madison Valleys, uh, to the Rising Sun Ranch, which was in the Madison Valley. 
7-Eleven was in the Bozeman Valley. And we did trout fishing, or he did, and I watched uh, trout fishing. At another time, I went with him, and we, uh, while he was shooting elk, and that was a fascinating trip. Big thing about the Rising Sun Ranch at that time, which was run by Julius Wales Butler, who was my father's brother, in other words, my uncle, he was had a herd of bisons, a herd of buffalo, which was almost unheard of those days. And we would go out in the pasture where they were, and we would be sitting in a rumble seat and just sort of terrified, even though they never did a thing, these big, beautiful beasts. And, uh, but we really enjoyed watching them. The, one of the lasting aspects of uh, trips to the West was the stories that my grandfather, Gramps, would tell about the treatment of the Native Americans. Uh, his stories were so strong and so important that I never forgot them, and it became a major cause in my later life. A personal note is that I discovered on my last trip that there was bad blood between Gramps and my mother. More about that to come in the next podcast. Please subscribe via iTunes so you don't miss a single podcast. And we'll see you on the other side.